0: Good morning. Welcome to Christ Community Church Online Edition. Hear these words of invitation. People of God, worship the living God today. Remember that out of nothing, God created the heavens and earth. Remember that God raised Jesus from the powerlessness of death to the power of his right hand. Remember that not even the gates of hell can stand against God's purposes. Behold your God who reigns now and forever. As we come into this space of worshiping God, we come knowing that there are likely anxieties, fears, questions, perhaps even some distractions that we just are struggling to let go of. So as we come into this space, as we prepare our hearts, hear these promises from isaiah 43 do not fear for i have redeemed you i have summoned you by name you are mine when you pass through the waters i will be with you and when you pass through the rivers they will not sweep over you when you walk through the fire you will not be burned the flames will not set you ablaze for i am the lord your god the Holy One of Israel, your savior. We do actually have a couple of announcements this morning. Uh, The church has recently purchased uh, Zoom, which is a video chat platform. So if your small group would like to experiment with trying to meet virtually, Uh, If you give me a call or an email, I would be happy to set that up for you. Um, And we can schedule a time to do a test run. And I'm also happy to just answer questions about what that might look like. Uh, But given that we're uncertain how long these restrictions are gonna be in place, uh, we'd certainly be happy to facilitate virtual meetings. Next Sunday is We Sunday and even though we're not going to gather in this space together uh, we did have a great Lenten experiential event planned for you and we would really love to continue with that event so be watching for a video hopefully Monday or Tuesday that's going to have some instructions about what you need to gather to be ready for the activities that we have planned next week Uh, Everything that you need should be able to be found or adapted from materials you have in your house or in the case of some stones. Perhaps if you have kids they can help you find a rock for each person in your family but be watching for more information about that. Finally this is Communion Sunday and unfortunately we're not going to be able to do communion together this week. However, if this stretches out and come Holy Week, we are still meeting virtually. Uh, We will have a plan in place to facilitate communion virtually. Uh, We'll find a way for us all to hopefully be on video together so that we can come and truly fellowship at the table of the Lord, even if we are around our own dining room tables. Uh, So as we draw nearer to Maundy Thursday, uh, we'll keep you updated on how we're going to make that work. If you are following along with the music, uh, you will find the links for the two preset songs that we have. Uh, They are, I will enter his gates, he has made me glad. Uh, Better is one day, and breathe. So we have the links to YouTube videos. Uh, Because of copyright laws, we can't actually stream other people's performances, Uh, but we certainly invite you to pause this video and check those out. Uh, We have been finding videos with lyrics so that if you want to sing along right where you are, that you are able to do that. This morning, as we come into a time of prayer, I'm going to start with just a moment of silence for us all to just kind of quiet our hearts. Oh God, your people have always had their fears. So we come to you in humility and with honesty, naming our own. Lord, we fear the future. What is coming next? Lord, we fear the pain that comes with illness and broken bones and aging. Some of us wonder how we're going to make it through more treatment and medication. Some of us wonder how we can possibly face chronic illness. Some of us wonder if prayers for healing even reach your throne. Physical pain frightens us. Lord, as a church, we wonder about our ministries and programs. What if they don't work? What if outreach and faith nurture don't happen? We fear the dependence we have to have on your spirit to be the one to breathe life into Christians and non-Christians lord we have acquaintances friends and family members whom we deeply love but who do not know you we are afraid for their salvation we admit O god that we're fearful of stillness and quiet it seems as if the last thing we want to do is slow down and be attentive to you help us not to shy away from quiet times from the simplicity of prayer scripture and your presence it seems O oh god that in the busyness of countless invitations to parties and activities we are afraid to say no and for all those fears for which we cannot name we come to you O oh god those we cannot name because they're either unknown or unspeakable receive them in our silence We are fearful so often, O Lord, because in our encounters with sin and evil, we find ourselves weak and poor. We thank you so much then, Jesus, for your actions and for your words, for love and the promise of nearness, which are our strength and our riches. Amen. So we did have a ministry of music that was going to be offered to us this Sunday, and that was Great is Thy Faithfulness. So this morning we once again have two scripture passages that we're going to turn to. And if you are following along, the first is Exodus chapter 20. We're gonna read verses eight through 11. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them but rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Our second passage is in Mark chapter two. We're gonna read verses 27 through 28. So Mark chapter two, verses 27 and 28. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for humankind and not humankind for the sabbath so the son of man is lord even of the sabbath this is the word of the lord we give thanks to god for it so we are continuing in this stream of everyday spiritual practices and this one is another hard one this is the spiritual practice of saying no of truly partaking in Sabbath rest and as I was preparing the sermon I did kind of have to laugh again at what I like to think of as just God's sense of humor Um, and that I truly think this is such a timely practice for us to think about now you might disagree I think for many of us, we're kind of entering this space of enforced idleness. And so thinking about having to rest perhaps doesn't seem like something we want to talk about right now because we're perhaps having to rest more than we want. And yet I want to make the case this morning that there is a difference between not working or working from home, or being out of school, having more perhaps open time on our hands, and actually engaging in Sabbath. And I wanna start this morning with that Mark passage where he says that mankind was not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was made for humankind. And I think this once again just kind of builds off of some of the previous topics that we've looked at these last few weeks. If you remember back to last week, I talked about how we were made for physical labor and that if we go back to Genesis and to this creation story, we'll see that God put man in the garden to till it and keep it. That was the first mandate. And yet, physical labor has kind of become this thing that we view negatively, and that can be used as a punishment or can be viewed as making someone lesser if their work is in in physical labor. And if you remember, I talked about how, I think the reason we got there came from eating that apple that gives the knowledge of good and evil. That as we saw in Ecclesiastes, we don't really get into trouble with work until we start questioning the goodness of work. Now it's hard to speak with any certainty because we don't really get a full picture in Genesis of what that physical labor looked like before Adam and Eve had to leave the garden but I would imagine based on the rest of scripture that initially Adam and Eve had a healthy balance of work and rest. And then that rest wasn't simply abstaining from work, but that it was intentionally dwelling in God's presence, that it was acknowledging that with God in their midst, They could converse with him, they could learn from him. And that ultimately they could trust that the things that they were taking a break from doing were going to be maintained by God. That God as creator who made everything in the first place is able to keep maintaining his creation even when we rest from caring for it i think that is what sabbath is all about trying to get us to return to because i think that broader than just physical labor our thoughts around work in general have gotten a little messed up That this side of the fall, we do not always look for healthy balance. We don't look for good rhythms. That we also have lost some trust in God. We take ownership of things and we fear that if we are not actively doing them, then things are gonna fall apart. We're trying to hold everything together when really it is God who holds it all together. See, we were not made to simply fit into the structure of on the six days that God is working, we're also there working with him. Nor were we made to work on the Sabbath so that when God is resting, he has someone else to do his work. No, we were made. And then the Sabbath is a blessing for us. Sabbath is a messy topic. And I think that to truly dive into it, we have to start by acknowledging that there might be baggage for some of us. If we grew up in conservative Christian homes, Sabbath might feel restrictive. It might feel boring. It might bring up memories of being yelled at by our parents of what we could and could not do. All we can think of is the negative of the things that we are missing, that we are having to give up on Sabbath. I think we also have to acknowledge that culture has changed even in our lifetimes. No longer is Sunday recognized as a day of rest throughout society. Sports are played, businesses are open. If you are an hourly employee, chances are you have to do your share of Sunday shifts. I've done it when I worked in the restaurant industry. If you wanted to pay your bills, that was just what you did. It is no longer where we were a couple of decades ago where everything shut down and it made it easier to say this is the Lord's day. It wasn't as much about saying no to things back then as it was just embracing reality. Today's Sabbath does involve this practice of saying no because there are more and more options out there to actually do. Now, as someone who does work on Sundays, I also know that Sabbath can't always be Sunday. But I think that doesn't take away this calling to truly find a time where we step back from the things on our to-do list, where we say, I simply want to be in God's presence. And I'm going to trust that Everything that I let go of, God is going to maintain. I am going to prioritize what I focus on for this one period of time. And it is going to be things that are life-giving, that are restful, that point me back solely to God. I'm going to create a time and a space where my cup is filled. So that at the end of that time, when I re engage, when I come back and say, I am ready to pick up the work that God has called me to, I have that connection to God that I have been strengthening. And I have my own personal resources of rest and energy and clarity that I can now give towards doing my work well. Now when and how you find that space, I do think there's flexibility in it. If you are someone that it is mandatory you work on Sunday, then I think you find the day that you don't work and you make intentional choices about how you spend that time. I will be the first to admit that I struggle, that on days off, I see all of the errands that I want to do. I think of all of the chores at home that I have neglected. And that's why I have started to differentiate days that I have off from my Sabbath day. And it is still a work in progress. I do not have it all figured out yet. But I can tell you that even saying no to referring to my Friday as just a day off and saying yes to thinking of it as an intentional Sabbath that I want to cultivate has challenged me in my thinking of what I'm doing on those days. Now in this current season that we are in, again, I think we have to adapt We have all of this amazing technology that is allowing us to stay connected in new ways, that is giving us the opportunity to work at a distance so that we can follow the health guidelines. But technology is also dangerous in that it is one more thing that can violate our Sabbath that we don't always realize. This past Friday on my Sabbath, I made a new decision. And I said that not only was I going to work at holy rhythms, but I was going to intentionally turn my phone off. Not just silence it, but have it completely off. I was going to be free of that technology all day. Because part of what I realized is that in this season of uncertainty and of a little bit of fear, I did not need social media. I didn't need the CNN news feed, I didn't need texts from concerned friends, all adding to my anxiety of what next. But I wanted in those 24 hours to truly say God, I fully believe that it is in your hands and I am going to relax into this rhythm of rest and truly know that there is nothing I am letting go of that you cannot control, that you cannot support, that you cannot guide and even confess that pride of thinking that maybe I could have done it better in the first place. It was a great discipline and that I learned how often I failed to say no to that influence in my life. The number of times that I reached for my phone to just kind of tune out on Facebook for a while. At the same time, it was an incredible blessing. I found the practice of being grounded of being fully present in the here and now was so much easier because I wasn't worried about if that ding was my phone and was going to be someone asking something of me. I wasn't worried that in opening my phone to check that text I was going to see a news story that just made me more fearful. I was fully present in the things that were in my sphere that I could control. I got to say yes to the things that were going to bring me life. And I got to say no to those that were a drain on my energy. And I found at the end of the day that I was more rested than I have been in a long time. And I also found that I was not worried about what I had missed out on. I had had such a good day just in the presence of God with me and my dog at home or out at the park, that whatever other people were talking about on social media, I was not concerned about anymore. I had found a way to take all of my anxieties, all of my to-do list, and for a short period say, God, I want to leave these with you. Now remember, it is still a work in progress. I still had those times where out of habit, I wanted to take control again. But that's the beauty about these practices is that they are practice. We get to do them over and over again so that each time we can get better. And in this season where society actually is helping us out by saying no for us on certain things, we get to be more intentional of choosing what else we're going to say no to when school and businesses and sports are closed, we have some time to say, what is life-giving? Who is that person that I haven't called in forever that always lifts me up, but I just never make time to call them and I can do that now? What is that thought that I have been wrestling with, that I have really needed to spend some deep time in prayer over, but that I've always rushed through as something else has come up on my schedule. And now maybe I have the time to say no to those other things and say yes to an extended period of discernment with God. Now, I'm not going to pretend that this season is easy. It is hard, and it's going to be difficult, and it is going to feel isolating. But I think there's a beautiful opportunity for us to practice this rhythm of saying no. Especially when... We're kind of already primed in that authorities over us have said, we want you to say no, and now on a lot of these things you can just say, they said I have to say no, so now I am saying no. But that's just the first part. Once we say no to the things that are not life-giving in a restful standpoint, Things that, even if we have to do them six days of the week, perhaps are important for us to set aside for one day. That is the first half of the work. The second half is then saying, so what do I do when I am practicing Sabbath? And I think that's where we have a season to answer that question. It's going to be a little different for each of us things that bring us joy and connect us to God are not universal how I find myself engaging God's presence might not be what speaks to you and that's where this practice comes in of we get to say I'm going to try this this Sabbath and see how it goes and if it's great then you keep doing it if it's not then you say next Sabbath I'm going to try something different. But the key is to say, I want to say no to certain things so that I can say yes to practicing the presence of God right here in my midst. And part of that is trusting that the things that I let go of, God still has that we are not in control and that we do not need to be fearful when we acknowledge we aren't in control because our heavenly father in heaven, he is in control and he is going to guide his creation better than we ever could. As we continue to journey toward Easter, to journey toward the cross, We have before us this great example of events that seem out of control, that seem terrifying. And yet we are reminded that God was in the midst of every second of them. I want to leave you with these words from Matthew 11, from the message version. So it's Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That is what Sabbath is all about. When we are able to say no to things in our lives. It is not simply to be left bored. It is not simply to feel restricted. But it is saying no to those things that fill our time, so that we can say yes fully to God, and that we can practice receiving His grace and His love more fully and deeply. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your scripture for the words of rest and peace that you speak to us. Lord, we pray that as we wrestle with what it means to truly take Sabbath, that you would help us remember that it is for our own good. Lord, in those situations where it is hard to say no, I pray that you would give us the courage and remember that it is not about lacking, but it is about creating space to say yes to you. Lord, may your spirit fill us in those times and help us be refreshed and renewed in your love and your grace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We had some wonderful songs that were going to guide us through communion, and so we have the links for Remembrance and how deep the Father's love for us. And I invite you to listen to those songs and truly just receive them as a blessing of the reminders of the promises of God. As we end this time together, I do send you with this blessing. May God go before you to lead you. May God go behind you to defend you. May God go beneath you to uphold you. And may God go beside you to befriend you. Amen.